You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. Yes, sir. It's, it's Monday, bro. Yeah, it's a Monday. It's Monday. That's all I'm going to say to you. It's Monday. We got a case of the Mondays, bro? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's one of those days. It's definitely Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yes, sir. But we're coming with you with, at you with some baseball, basketball talk, and we've got a lot to cover and a short amount of time to do it. And plus, tomorrow's going to be amazing because it's more football talk with some shake and bake. Yes, sir. Can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be fun. So let's go ahead and break it down here real quick. Records and standings in the National Basketball Association. Let's get it. In the Eastern Conference, you had the Bulls going 3-1. and one. The Heat 1-2, Cavs 2-2, Bucks 1-1, one 76ers 1-2. Nets 0-3, Raptors 4-0, Celtics 3-0, Hornets 0-3, Hawks 2-2, Wizards 1-1, Knicks 1-1, Pacers 1-2, Pistons 1-3, Magic 2-1. In the Western Conference, the Suns went 2-1, Warriors 3-0, Grizz 1-1, Jazz 2-1, Mavs 1-2, Nuggets 1-3, Wolves 3-0, Clippers 2-1, Lakers 1-2, Blazers 0-4, Pelicans 2-1, Spurs 1-3, Kings 1-2, Thunder 3-0, the Rockets went one and two. Yes, sir. What's up with the Lakers, bro? <laughs> we 
probably won't talk about that. Why one. not? You don't want to talk about the Lakers? Yeah, we're going to talk about LeBron here in a little bit, so that'll be oh, good Oh, come on. You just don't want to talk about what's going on with them internally as a team right now? Until they get rid of Westbrook, they can F right off for a little bit. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hush. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about them standings overall, though, shall we? Let's go. In the Atlantic Division, the 76ers are still on top at 32-21. and 21. The Raptors have all of a sudden climbed out of the cellar and are on fire, and they're up to 28-23. and 23. Whew, That's crazy to think about when you think about it. The Nets are 29-24, and 24, also three games back. The Celtics are 30-25 and 25 and three games back. The Raptors have the better percentage point, which is, gives them the number two spot right now in the division. The Knicks are 24-29, and 29, eight games back in the division. In the Central Division, the Bulls are on top at 33-20. and 20. The Bucks are virtually tied with them based off a little bit of percentage points, and that puts them at 34-21. and 21. The Cavs are 33-21, and 21, a half game back. The Pistons are 19-36-15 back in the Pistons. I mean, sorry, the Pacers are 19-36-15 back. And the Pistons are 12-41-21. and 21. Sorry, I got my car teams mixed up there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Southeast Division, the Heat are still on top of that division, are 34-20. and 20. The Hornets are 28-26, back above 500, and six games back. The Hawks are 25-28, and 28, eight and a half back. The Wizards are 24-28, and 28, nine back. And the Magic, yes, the Magic are no longer under double-digit wins, are 12-43 and 43 and 22 and a half back. Took them forever, it seemed like. Crazy, brother. Crazy. But they're only a few games back behind the Rockets for the worst record in the league. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. And they're almost virtually tied with the Pistons. They're just two games worse than the loss call. Anyways, in the Northwest Division, the Jazz continue to leave that. I'm still confused about the Northwest Division. It doesn't make any sense. It's not geographically sensible. Anyways... Are 32 and 21. The Nuggets are right behind them at 29 and 24, three games back. The Wolves, or which is the Timberwolves, are 28 and 25, four games back. The Blazers are 21 and 33, 11 and a half back. And the Thunder are 17 35, 14 and a half back. In the Pacific Division, the Suns are 42 and 10. The Warriors are 40 and 13, two and a half back. The Clippers are 27 and 28, 16 and a half back. The Lakers are 26 and 28, 17 back. And the Kings are 20 and 35. 23 and a half back. And like I said, it could be worse. We could be the Kings in the division, but we're still not great. It's not like it was last year. Or even the year before that when it was really like, glorious. How did we do? How did we free fall? Yes. This. Well, you know, injuries and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so in the Southwest. And then all the, all the old men on the team now. And then in the Southwest Division, you have the Memphis Grizzlies at 37 and 18. The Mavs are 31 and 23, five and a half back. The Pelicans are 21 and 32, 15 back. Spurs 20 and 34, 16 and a half back. And the Rockets 15 and 38, 21 back. Still confused about the Spurs. Yeah. The model of consistency in the National Basketball Association has free fell like that. Unbelievable. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, I'm confused about that, but uh, it is what it is. Greg Popovich, are we about to see the end of the Popovich era in San Antonio? It could mm, happen. Interesting. Just just, I'm not saying that they're firing him. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised because he's probably going to get sick and tired of this and just go, you know what? 
I'm at the age I can go ahead and retire. I got right. championships. I got money. I don't need to keep coaching. And he might. I'm not saying they're going to fire him. I don't think – I think if San Antonio can get away with keeping him, I think they'd rather. <laughs> but I also wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if he just hung, hung him up and hung up his whistle and said, I'm out. Right. All right, so let's get to some notes. we got some baseball notes to go over. Let's do it. Major League Baseball and the Players Association have reached another stalemate as talks have started to become stagnant. Talks have come to the point that the league has requested for federal, uh, federal for a federal mediator to get negotiations back on track. After the Players Union met with their executive board, they decided to decline the league's request. The Players Union has been waiting for a counterproposal from the league, which has not come, which resulted in the league making the mediation request. Sources feel that the start of spring training will not be... Um, why did I say will not be redetermined as it doesn't appear a solution? I don't know what I was trying to say there. This is, <laughs> will not go as scheduled due to the fact that it doesn't appear to be a, a solution made within the next week and a half to have it start on time. It should be stated that they will need to be redetermining the start of it. That's what I meant. That would not be redetermined. It will need to be redetermined. Yeah. That's what I meant. Anyways, people on both sides also fear that the opening day start of March 31st could also be in jeopardy if negotiations end up moving past the end of the month. It possibly could, man. I mean, this is this is getting to be a little bit hectic. They've already been arguing for how many months now about all these regulations? Well, and- technically it started in November. Didn't do anything before the deadline of the can't of basically the end of the collecting bargaining agreement. So then the lockout officially began the next day, and then they didn't even bother meeting until almost Christmas. And then when Christmas came, then they kind of went away again. And now they're I'm just like, what are you even doing? Yeah, um, they're gonna end up losing out on some money if they can't figure it out. Yeah. But I've always been staunch in my belief that the players that are veterans are not going to care that spring training is shortened to make sure it starts on time. It's going to be opening day. That's the key. If they can't get nothing figured out by February 28th and they have to figure out possibly shrinking down the entire schedule, that's when things will become really testy. Um, I don't mind the players... Rejecting the request by the league of getting a federal mediator when you're waiting for the counter proposal that the league is supposed to bring to you. It's like, why don't you give us a counter proposal? Then we can both talk about whether or not if your counter proposal is so far off from what we want that we don't really see the common middle ground, then let's talk about a mediator and try to get this done. But we're waiting on your counter offer and you're just like, oh, we don't want to give you one. How about we just see a mediator? It's like, why don't you just give us something to see if we can work with it? If not, then we can come to the table to talk about getting a mediator. Yeah. It's just... Not just go, hey, we want a mediator. Oh, no, you, it sounds like you're kind of taking your ball and crying about it. It sounds like a really bad divorce. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> mediators. And... <laughs> right, oh, mediator. my gosh, dude. It's, it's the family courts all over. <laughs> it's just almost as bad as when the NFL did it in 2011, honestly. But, yeah, this is going to get ugly before it gets better, honestly. Then reports surfaced that Major League Baseball and the Players Union drug testing agreement 
for steroids has expired the same time as the collecting bargaining, bargaining agreement had expired. This means until both sides can come to another agreement on testing, the league cannot test its players for steroids. Of course, testing came to the forefront when it was rumored that players were using steroids, especially during the summer of 98, during the great home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Then the federal government would get involved, which led to the Mitchell Report, which compiled a list of players, quote-unquote, believed to have taken steroids. Cooper. <laughs> How about that one? I don't, I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I've always thought that, you know, the game of baseball is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it's because of the steroids or because of just different style of play. But also, too, <clears throat> when you've got a schedule where you've got to play so many freaking games within a season, mm-hmm. all these guys get burnt out. Yep. And then they start taking shit to, to help supplement for... You know, that that burnout. Yeah. Do you think maybe if the league would say, hey, let's let's cut this down a little bit. Let's, you know, not make it so hard on these guys. Because even like we've 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 already talked about this before that, you know, they don't play as many games even even through college. Right. So why make them play that many games professionally? Right. Maybe a couple more, maybe twenty more, maybe. Yeah. But how how many games is it? One hundred sixty-two. One hundred sixty-two games, and you're telling me these guys don't get burnt out? Mm-hmm. That they don't deal with so many injuries? And I, I'm sorry, but maybe the roids help with that. Yeah. Well, the problem with it too is fans. Really didn't care about the steroid problem. I didn't care about it. I thought you did. They they really the fans that brought were brought in by the home run race didn't care about. It. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, the Puritans of the sport, and I fall into that because I I love baseball all the way back to almost the dead ball era. But I didn't care. <laughs> I'm one of the few of the so-called Puritans of baseball who didn't care about the steroid because just because Barry may have. Mark did, admitted finally. Sammy ended up finally admitting it. Rafael Palmeiro finally had to admit whatever it was. But in the summer of 98, those two were the main poster boys. And then in 2001, Barry Bonds was the poster boy of the home run record. But the thing is, we don't know what pitchers they had to face that were also on, on steroids. steroids. Because no matter what, steroids doesn't improve your hand-eye coordination. Yeah. It gives you, sure, it makes you muscular, but if you can't freaking watch a ball that's round, hit a cylinder bat yeah. at the perfect sweet spot, the ball ain't going to go, it can go far, yeah. but it ain't going to go out the yard if it's not hit squarely perfect. And it's even said, if you've ever watched the movie 61, which I do enjoy despite it being a Yankee movie. <laughs> Right. Roger Maris's character, but played played by Barry Peppers, talks about the difference between a home run and a long fly ball is an eighth of a centimeter. 
mm-hmm. on the ball connecting with the bat. An eighth of a centimeter. That is very small when it comes to whether you just hit a warning track shot or a, or a yard shot. Yeah. So just because they can hit with more power, they still got to get it at the perfect You still spot. have to be athletic and be able to do it is what you're saying. Yeah. Because even a big guy that's on steroids, if he doesn't have the hand-eye coordination, he's not doing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's not doing it It doesn't enough. matter how how beefed out you are. Mm-hmm. If you can't hit that ball, just it's right. not going anywhere. Exactly. So. You just hit it just right at least 70-some-odd times. It don't matter. Right. And then that, so that's the problem. That, and then, then it came out that we know Eric Gagne, during his great run as a closer for the Dodgers, was a steroid user. And Barry Bonds, during his time, hit a couple of his record home runs off of Eric Gagne. While Eric Gagne was on steroids. Yes. So we don't know how many pitchers were on steroids. We only know a few official batters we know, other than Barry Bonds is still technically allegedly a user he's never admitted to it i'm so. not saying that i think it's okay i'm just saying as a majority of a league mm-hmm. i don't think it's right that they should single out these players and single out these records and all that because even even mm-hmm. back in the day was there 162 games way back when nope 1961 was the first 162 official season that's why um, Roger Maris's record didn't actually wasn't official for a overall record until what well, I think it was in the 1980s, right so, before you and I were born. But Maris had passed. There you go, right? Yeah, Barry uh, Babe Ruth was still the home run king until for a season until they made it official that all records counted no matter the length of schedule. Yeah. So. My, and, and then what I don't like is too is ne- is also in the Baseball Writers Association using the steroid problem as the reason for them not voting certain players in. You don't like Barry, just admit because we all know you don't like Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. you don't like Mark McGuire, and yeah. you don't like Sammy Sosa because they didn't talk to you the way you wanted to be talked to. Just trust me, we all also know that David Ortiz is a and he admitted he did it. And he finally admitted it, and he was a steroid user. But he was the only one from the steroid era, quote unquote, to make it into the Hall of Fame. He just got put in to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he was likable by the by the writers. You got to take. That's why I'm. I don't like that you can allow your personal preference on somebody's personality to judge whether or not they should be in the Hall. But then you're hiding really behind a cloud of, well, I believe they cheated. Well, if that's the case, then there better not be one New England Patriot in the Super Bowl that played from 2000 to freaking 2020. Yeah. Including Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Because they're a benefactor of cheating. Yeah. Bill Belichick, who's considered by many the greatest head coach of all time, is also the most cheatingest coach of all time because he got caught. Yep. So he better not be in the Hall of Fame then. But that's not going to happen. But you know he will be. Yeah. Tom Brady's going to be in it. Whether I like it or not, he's going to be in it. Right. So it don't matter. So you can't sit there and just use that because you don't know who all used it. But I'm just saying, like, like that's, that's why I don't 
really kind of get mad about it because I think about the length of the schedule. Right. You know what I mean? If I if I was a baseball player and I had something that could make sure my body would make it that length of that schedule, mm-hmm. tell me it wouldn't be tempting to even think about it. Right. Well, because also at the time, steroids were believed to help you heal faster yeah. over injuries. And you're going to get wear and tear. Even though baseball is not the contact sport of football or even the contact sport of basketball. It is still physical. It is still physically strenuous yes. on your body. All the cardio. And, and depending running. on what you what position you play, mm-hmm. it can be very strenuous because yeah. you're always running for that ball. There's a reason why third base is called the hot corner. There's yep. a reason why shortstop and second yeah. base right. are the hot plays for double plays. There's a reason why catcher is strenuous. You're squatting. For how many? Well, that's how long. why their their knees always go out first. Yeah, that's why you'll see eventually at some point in a catcher's career that they make a transition to either going to an AL team, so they can DH, or if they're still on a National League team, they are eventually a first baseman because they want to keep their powering hit powering power hitting capabilities up. You can't do that with bad knees, so they eventually become first baseman. Yeah. Or like I said, or if they're in the AL, they'll just become a DH so they don't have to be on the field at all. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's just how it goes. you got to save your knees at some point. So that's why I just I have a hard time and like I, being so negative about it because I don't know who else did it. So maybe maybe we'll get lucky and they're, they're throwing a fit and they're, they're clamoring over this, that, and the other, and they totally forget about the S. This steroid situation. Yeah. For a while, at least yeah. for a while. Absolutely. All right, let's head over to the hardwood. Let's do it. All right. First up, with word coming out recently, the Los Angeles Clippers are going to be without Kawhi Leonard for the whole season and the uncertainty surrounding Paul George and his injury, the Clippers have made a trade with the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard was not a part of the trade, but the, Cav- uh, the Clippers will be receiving Norman Powell and Rock. Robert Covington in exchange for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson, along with the 2025 second-round pick. Powell will give the Clippers a talented score in the absence of both Leonard and George, while the trade also helps the Blazers get under the luxury tax as they try to reshape their roster around Damian Lillard. Cooper, your thoughts on both sides of the trade? It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I still don't like seeing Lillard stuck in Portland, but... It is what it is, man. Uh, th- this trade had to it had to happen for both teams to mm-hmm. at least contend. Right. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the Clippers had to do it. Uh, Norman Powell is a great scorer. Covington's not a bad scorer, but the trade was really for Norman Powell. Yeah. Because um, he's the better scorer of the two, um, and both are pretty good three and D type uh, wing guys. So that will help immensely. And then for um, the Blazers, you're getting Eric Bledsoe, which will help in the absence of Lillard until he's over his injury. Now you got a good point guard. Justice Winslow, every, Justice Winslow, he's he's not lived up to his draft pick. And I'm not really sure about Keon um, Johnson. Of course, when you throw in a second-round pick, you're, you're just grasping at straws, hoping you'll find somebody in the second round that will just elevate themselves in a way that you know, it's just not a, where they probably should have been drafted higher, but they're not. Yeah, um, it's hard to find those. But you know, you might get lucky. You might find a 
um, Draymond Green, or you'll even find Nikola Jokic because Nikola Jokic was a second rounder and he's the first MVP of the league that came out of the second round. So it's not not possible, it's not, yeah, not, not impossible. I mean, yeah. to find talent, it's just harder. Yeah, <laughs> because definitely. if you're not a top thirty talent, eh, yeah, you're basically you kind of get lost in the shovel. Yeah, which makes sense why they're the shortest. Trade uh, draft that I know of in, in, in any of the major leagues because, well, one, the rosters are the smallest for for one, and two, the talent pool is just not there, honestly. So, yeah, you know, unlike where the NFL half the league is undrafted players, or in Major League Baseball, you can find gems all the way down to round 15. I think Cody Bellinger was a 15th round pick, and you sit there and go, wait. League MVP at one point, Cody Bellinger was our 15th round pick, and you're like, huh? Yeah. So you can find talent in baseball. Plus, you also have a farm system to help grow them, too, unlike basketball. Yeah, the depth is just not there with basketball. Yeah. So um, so the, the Blazers did what they needed to do to try to stay afloat for now and get under that luxury, uh, luxury tax, so that way they can try to continue reshaping the roster. And then the... Short term for the Clippers helps now to keep them afloat while they're basically going to be without Kawhi Leonard and hoping to get Paul George back. All right, so the Nets are in a free fall. It appears that way right now as the team has lost seven straight, including losses to the Kings, Lakers, and even Timberwolves. Mm. Now, it doesn't help that they've also been without Kevin Durant, who's been sidelined with injury. Two of those games were at home, the Lakers and Nuggets, which left them without Kyrie Irving as well. The other five games were on the road, but still losses. The Nets also have recently been um, reported as rebuffing any trade talks with the 76ers in regards to James Harden. Cooper. Interesting. I thought James Harden wasn't going anywhere. Right. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's changed kind of, quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what to say about the, the this man. They just it is what it is with them. They're mm-hmm. they're they're in a process where their locker room's not getting along. Nope. And, Kyrie. Yeah. And Durant is one of your best players. He's injured. Off and, injured. And now Harden, you're you're looking to get rid of him. So why why do you expect him to play at his full max potential mm-hmm. when he he kind of knows he's already on the outs? Right, and they're basically wanting him for trade fodder right now. I don't think they're going to get what they're hoping to get for him. And obviously, the 76ers aren't willing to give up a whole lot because other than the fact that. They'd be have to be willing to take on Ben Simmons because that's basically all that's going to be done is a straight up trade for that. Yeah. And I don't see the the Nets just don't seem interested in that for one. Yeah. If I'm the Nets, I'm doing everything I can to appease Harden, appease Kevin Durant, and try to move Kyrie, get the cancer out of the locker room. Yeah. I hate calling players that, but when. You're the common denominator in in Cleveland and in Boston. And now you're the common denominator in Brooklyn. It's not everybody else, bro. It's you that's got the problem. Yeah. All right. I kind of I understood the LeBron one at first. 
I kind of understood that. Because you went to Cleveland, you were drafted by Cleveland, he was no longer there. You just felt it was supposed to be your team. You were brought, that was, you were supposed to help build what LeBron didn't build when he left for Miami. So I got that one. I got that one. Yeah. I can understand. I can see where you're coming from. I'd be kind of a little ticked too. Yeah. He's walking back with open arms, and then basically it's his team now. And he's just like, whoa, wait a minute. Remember, he abandoned you, and you drafted me to help try to build back. Yeah. So I kind of got that one. Well, not only that, but LeBron's kind of a ball hog. And he was a real big ball hog back in them days. Yeah. So you could see kind of his frustration, but mm-hmm. as Kyrie's uh, career has shown, he's a bit of a ball hog too. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. You get to went through into Boston. Yeah. When the team had a great playoff run when he actually got injured and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Yeah. And his bull crap. Mm-hmm. That tells you a lot. And then he gets upset because he doesn't feel the team's trying to build around him properly. And so he leads in free agency to team up in Brooklyn. And it seems like everything's all coming up all cheery and rosy and all that. And then the pandemic hits. And then we find out that he... Look, I'm not telling anybody what they should do about the COVID situation, whether you want vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's just the fact of the matter is, is your teammates don't even know what your thoughts truly are on anything. And they don't seem to be able to rely on you for jack. And you also know to play at home games... It's a New York City mandate that you have to be vaccinated. And it's your job to be a basketball player. You know what? You know what's funny is most people, if it was mandated for them to to go to work and and be there, mm-hmm. you think you get you think you get vaccinated and just just go to work. Do what you gotta do. Not only that, if you're getting paid that much. Why do you care? Yeah. Why do you care so much? Yeah. Well, and then also they're not. Tra- to be honest, they're not trying to. They're not trying to kill off the fit. They're not trying to kill off the ones that that have something going. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, think about it. Yeah. It's just. Ugh. Yeah. It's just. It's just asinine, though. You're letting down. 14 other teammates and all your coaches in the organization by not being there for half the games. I guess I should reiterate and say they, when I say they, I mean the government and whatever it is they have planned for for this pandemic. Right. You're not the target. Yeah. If there's anything planned, yeah. you're not the target. I'm just saying, though. I mean, some of us are lucky that our jobs are not requiring it if you don't feel like you should take should have to take it. But, but yeah. when the city says for you to be in something that you're going to have to do it, well, then you got to kind of take the precaution there is to take care of it because that's half your year. Not only that, but you guys are going from city to city, town to town. That's the other thing. You're traveling a lot. I you're can understand if you're not very much of a mover around. You're not moving around very much. You're not going out into the public yeah. a lot. Therefore, you feel like I don't have enough interactions with the possibility of getting it. Yeah. I can then see your point. And I'm like, ah, and then I 
shouldn't have to take it. Okay, yeah. You're, if you're not, if that's how you feel, then yeah. yeah. But you are, you're right. Not only are you 41 games at home, you have 41 road games in different cities with also different rules on COVID. Mm-hmm. Including San Francisco, which has almost the same exact mandate as New York City. Yeah. And Los Angeles is, I don't know, Los Angeles keeps changing its mind. It keeps coming like it's about to do it, and then it just, they stop. And then the, and the, it's because of the money, dude. It is. I'm just, it, it's the money. LA, yeah, wait, yeah. wait a minute. We got three important things going on in a, in a row. We might want to wait until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we start locking down the city again with bullcrap. I'm just saying. It's just, you got to take care of it. And then, like I said, he's he's already been a problem when last year it made it, he made it seem like that basketball wasn't even his top priority anymore. I'm sorry. That's where it started. In a real job, you cannot string your employer around like that. Absolutely. Not at all. So, You'll like get I said, fired. remove the cancer from the locker room. You're going to have to just be willing to take the hit. You're not going to get a lot for him. But at least if you get rid of him... It's addition by subtraction. Yep. All right. We got two more things, so let's get going here. Cleveland Cavaliers have begun their climb back into the Central Race Division, or Central Division Race, sorry. And to try to help and get them over the top, they made a trade. They have swung a trade with division rival Indiana Pacers for Karis LeVert for expiring contract of Ricky Rubio, a lottery protected 2022 first round pick, and two second round picks. The Cavaliers also receive a 2022 second-round pick via the Miami Heat. LeVert will help fill the void lost from Colin Sexton's injury earlier this year. Cooper, your thoughts on this trade? This isn't a bad trade, dude. Mm-mm. Not a bad Not trade at all. all. You get a good pick, too. Well, they get in the second-round pick. They're giving up a lottery. Well, a first-round pick. Oh, okay. For Karis okay. LeVert. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I, I, I heard that wrong. But, but but the good news is if they happen to fall fall on their face and end up in the lottery, they're not giving up the pick yeah. either. So, this year anyways, I think then it converts into a Well, this game. helps them out. I mean, with, with Saxton's, you know, injury and whatnot, they yeah. needed somebody to fill that void, and they got it. Yeah. So. Now, granted, they did as soon as he was injured and officially out for the year. They did get um, Rondo from the Lakers, but Rondo is not the Rondo of old. It's not he's an old Rondo yeah. now. He's not that. So this actually helps them a lot more than the Rondo trade with the Lakers and gives them somebody who can really score, can help on the wing. Uh, you know, so him and uh, Darius Garland are going to make a pretty good backcourt, and I think this gives the Cavaliers not putting them. I'm not giving them title contention yet, but they shouldn't also end up in the lottery unless some drastic inj- other injury happens. Yeah, hopefully not for Cleveland because that would just suck. I'm just kind of happy that they seem like now they are a competent team when they don't have LeBron James <laughs> on their roster. Speaking of LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has company arriving soon as the all-time leading scorer. Now his regular season all-time scoring record is safe for at least another year, but the combined with playoffs scoring record, LeBron is chasing that down. Kareem has a grand total of 44,145 career points, when you include the playoffs, and LeBron is about 75 points behind the captain to overtake and pass him. Then, of course, he will set his sights on the official record next year. 
So Cooper, LeBron's coming for the captain. So even if he gets it in the regular season, he'll still get it? So this record is an unofficial record because it includes your regular season and your playoffs. Well, he's probably not going to the playoffs this year. Right, but it, this is where it combines. It's, it's overall total grand points throughout your career, yeah. including playoffs. The regular season scoring record, which is the actual scoring title record, he's working is on the it one for next year. Is he'll have to wait until next year? He's not going to score enough this yeah. year to catch him next until next year. But he'll make it where he can get to it a lot sooner if he t- keeps on this pace that he's going right now. Um, and doesn't also get hurt again this season. And then there's that, right? But, once again, LeBron James, despite some injuries, doesn't really show any signs of slowing down for the Lakers, so that's kind of some good news because he's keeping us in games. It's just we have a hard time finishing them with Mr. Agent Zero, who has a turnover issue all the Agent time. Zero. Well, I love it. Zero, so Agent Zero. I love it. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, man, it is what it is with this, man. I think it's cool, but it's like next year. That's the real title. Right. I mean, it's kind of yeah, it is kind of cool. I mean, it's it was just a little fun thing to talk about because I'm sure Kareem's gonna congratulate Belong because Kareem's that way. He's oh, like, yeah. he, he's never bitter about nothing. I think he's even one of the ones that be like, I'm finally glad someone's gonna try to take my record down. <laughs> Might right. as well be LeBron. Shoot. I, I really thought, because at one point I really thought it was going to be Kobe, but the last two years, when especially when Kobe pulled, uh, tore his Achilles, that cost him any hope. <laughs> I yeah. was like, dang, Kobe. I really, I really thought Kobe was going to run him down. I was like, Kobe's going to try to run down Kareem. I can see it. And then that happened. I was like, oh, come on. Well, you never know. Something might happen. And LeBron doesn't get it. <laughs> Sniper. <laughs> Just kidding. Where am I? <laughs> big uh, man's the gun. Never mind. I'm not the gun man. <laughs> Dang it. I'm just a big man. Not it gun wasn't man. me. Oh, man. I don't It doesn't bother me about that much. It's, it's just that uh, the only thing that ever bothers me is he's so a big crybaby, and I can't like him. You're a Laker, and I can't even like you that much now. You're still a big crybaby. Still a big crybaby. Still a bit of a ball hog. Still a bit of a ball hog. So it's just like, I can't, I can't still, do it. Still runs his mouth too much about politics. Oh, God. Let's not even go there. That's just going to drive me up a wall. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I will agree with former President Trump on that answer. Just shut up and dribble. <laughs> right? <clears throat> you get paid enough. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. Though um, I do look forward to watching the next year to see where he ends up catching him at because it's going to be fun to watch and interesting and all that fun stuff. Because I like records falling; it's fun as long as they're done in good taste. Yeah. I, whether you like LeBron or not, it's not like he really ever made made anything totally in bad taste. Right. Basketball wise. He's just one of them guys you either love him or you hate him. That's it. Or you're stuck in the middle because you're a Lakers fan and you want to try to love him but right. he still pisses right. you off. That, that's us. <laughs> so, that's us right there. So it's just like eh. 
I want to love you. Like, can you just trade him before he gets there? Like, I mean, I, I'm at the point. Can we just blow up the roster and start over from scratch? Sell mm. off cheap. We're probably gonna get. We're probably gonna get <laughs> nickels on the dime. I don't care at this point. Pennies on the dime, probably. Right. We might be getting pennies on the dollar at this point. I don't care. It's just restart, reboot. I mean, despite what they think, Clippers, you're never going to truly run L.A. You're behind even the Rams after they came back. <laughs> you're behind the Dodgers. You're behind, I'm pretty sure you're probably behind the L.A. Kings, the hockey team. I know for a fact you're behind at least the L.A. Galaxy, and you might even be behind the L.A. Football Club. So, just saying. Hell, you might even be behind the Chargers. So... You'll never be L.A. team, despite what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. I don't, uh, I don't really care for it, man. Especially when you don't have an NBA championship. Right. Not even one. Talk to us when you actually have a title. While we sit over here with our 17 bling bling mother. <laughs> right. Anyways. So that will do it for this episode. <laughs> we'll be back again, of course, tomorrow with... Some shake and bake, NASCAR talk, and of course football talk. We got a lot to talk about. We got head coaching hirings. We got a head coach, former head coach, suing the league, and we also got our keys to victory for the Super Bowl. So this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be really fun, dude. I cannot wait for this. Yes. And we finally get to bring back shake and bake, baby. Yes, it is time for the shake and bake. I smell chicken and pig skin and burnt rubber. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be fun. And I'm going to provide my take on the Rooney Rule and what they could do to... I don't think it's going to be the perfect solution because I don't think there's going to be one. But I think a better adaptation of it is this way. the way I'm thinking would be run better and give better opportunity for minority coaching. It would be interesting. It will be. And I want your opinion on that, sir. I'll definitely give it. I'm sure you will. (laughs) (laughs) But that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.